Hi there. Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Jason, hi. Hi. Did you switch <laughs> chairs on me? No. Turn your chair and lean back and in. Oh, you have a little squeak, too. Yeah. So. My, the mice are still living in the chairs. Yeah, my, my, oof, mine is very squeaky. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're taking a little break on our elder qualifications, no, which are uh, important topics, and we'll come back yeah. to them. But we had a couple people ask some questions, so we thought we'd address yeah. them quickly. We have a good question, actually. Yeah. Uh, one that has to do with addressing sin, yeah. but in a more sensitive context. Yeah. How should you admonish... Uh, a relative. Mm. Let's say it's a sibling, a yeah. parent. I mean, it, it gets very tricky, right? Yeah. Uh, should you? When should you? For how long? Mm. Um, should you follow up? Should you not? Yeah. Like, what goes into, like, what factors are in that decision? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's the first, the first kind of, if you're going to make a flow chart of what we should yeah. do here, the first, yeah, yeah. sort of the first breaking point is, is the person a believer or not a believer? Right. If they're not a believer and they're sinning, you should anticipate that, right? Because they're shouldn't not shock saved. You at all. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise yeah. us at all. So, it doesn't mean you don't say anything, but you should just assume that yeah. that's going to happen. And what yeah. you have to do is realize that that external sin that they're committing at that point is actually the heart of unbelief just yeah. being worked out in their life. So, of course. You have to see it for what it is. Don't go after that external sin. That's interesting, yeah. Consider the faith that they lack yeah. and, and point them to Christ right. first. So, right. yes, you can address it, but it's really not the issue. And all yeah. you're going to do probably is cause consternation between of you in course. terms of the family dynamic. <laughs> uh, so you just go to faith, point yeah. to Christ. Gospel. Even, the gospel. Okay. And even just live a life that's loving and kind and okay. caring and reflects gospel truths Good. Yeah. Uh, with that person so that you can present the gospel to yeah, them. Yeah, so that's yeah. an unbeliever. Yeah. But if you have a believer in the family and they're sinning, then what do you do? And the next, I think the next break in the flowchart is, do they go to a biblical church? And is that church your church? Right? And, and so that's the next break in <laughs> yeah. the flow. In and the if thought. it is. <laughs> and if it is. right? So so there's like, well, not necessarily. So when we confront sin, there's a couple places in the Bible that tell us to confront sin. One is Galatians. 6 1. Yeah. Paul says, You who are spiritual, exhort such a one, right? Mm-hmm. In the spirit of gentleness, yep. lest you also yourself be um, be tempted. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what's what's the point he's saying there? Well, in Galatians 6 1, what he's saying to them as mm-hmm. believers is that if you see someone who's sinning and they're caught in that trespass, it's a cons- consistent yeah. habitual sin. Yeah. Uh, Go to them and talk to them. Okay. And and I think we can do that with family members. But yeah, yeah. notice he says, he gives some very specific yes, stipulations he there. He says, go to them in a spirit of gentleness. Yeah. Right? And if yeah. we take that with Matthew 18, 15, he says, if your brother sins, go show him his fault in private. Yeah. So you have a believing relative, and they're sinning. There's nothing wrong with going in a, and, and just in a spirit of kindness and humility and gentleness, trying mm. to show them that sin in private. Yeah. When, and family dynamics are very difficult. That means you can't talk to your brothers and sisters about it or your yeah. parents about it or yeah. your cousins about yeah. it. You can't have, spread that information around the family. Absolutely not. And then go and speak to this person. Right. In fact, the opposite, if someone comes to you and says, have you noticed the way that, you know. Yeah, you're like, no. No, I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. That's yeah. gossip. Yeah. We shut that down. Yeah. Right. So. That would be the first thing. And that, that's the first step in church discipline. Mm-hmm. That's the first, that's really what Paul commands us to do in Galatians 6.1. Yep. So I think you have freedom to do that as a believer okay. to another believer. Now, when I ask the question about do they go to your church or yeah. not, the reason why we ask that question is because the context of church discipline. So taking that beyond just a single one-time in private one conversation mm-hmm. where you appeal to that person mm-hmm. based on sin that you see them committing. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, every other step in the church discipline process involves the church. Yeah. And the difficulty is, if your family member does not go to your church, if you go to them and you confront them, yeah. you don't have any biblical authority. It ends to, right there. Yeah, you don't have any yeah. biblical authority to speak in their life. Right, right. So if they don't repent, what do you do? 
Well, you don't upgrade it, and you don't you go can't. and get two or three witnesses right. from your family to go and all confront together because that actually breaks the cycle. That is all supposed to be happening in a local church. You also don't call their pastor in the local church and tell them about how that they're sinning. Yeah. All of those things are only going to cause problems in yeah. that family dynamic. Yeah. So you can confront one time in kindness and humility mm-hmm. and tenderness, mm-hmm. prayed over with a heart of love for that person, mm-hmm. and seek to appeal to them to turn from their sin. Once mm-hmm. you've done that, I would say leave it mm-hmm. if they're not in your church, yeah. in your local church. If they are in your local church, then it's just like any other brother or sister in right. local church. You follow the path of Matthew 18. Two or three witnesses with you. Two or three witnesses, and you tell it to the church. You follow yeah. through that path. Just appeal to them that way. And then you yeah. have biblical authority to do so in the right. church. You have right. elders who are watching over you. All of that right. stuff's taking place. Yeah. So, again, believer-unbeliever distinction. Right. Expected if it's an unbeliever, mm-hmm. you should be shocked. And there's no church discipline because they're not part of the church, yeah, no, no body nothing. of Christ. So gospel only. Yeah, live a life of the transformed by the gospel. Yeah. Kindness, mercy, love. If they're a believer, two parts. If they're in your church, one sense easier because then you have, uh, you can fall back on yeah. other people, elders. Totally, there's biblical authority your church to, yeah. that you're together at. Yeah, exactly. Outside of your church, they're a believer. They go to another church. Right. It's not your responsibility beyond the one to one. Yeah. Beyond the one to one, and I and I would say honestly, one time, not twice. Uh, speak to them one time. One time. I mean, yeah. if you're going to do it a second time, I'd wait a decade, because they already know when yeah. you've come and talked to them. If they don't immediately repent, repent of, that of their sin ongoing say, oh, sin, you're right. That's yeah. I've been sinning. Yeah. If they don't have the humility to do that at that moment, they're not going to hear you again two months later, right. or three months later, or six months later. That's already in their heart. And yeah. you know, we don't see family that often. Yeah. And even if you are seeing family that often, it's yeah. just not something where you can necessarily point at it consistently you're not going to win that person over by beating on them over that yeah and if that person doesn't repent and you see that pattern in their lives over and over again and those chances are i'm not again yeah i'm not prophets here but they're not a believer probably if there's this unrepentant potentially consistent potentially yeah i mean we can't make a final judgment that quickly but i'm just saying over a lengthy time but they're so if they're in a church then they're subject to that person is subject to his or her elders totally there totally and you don't then make it a bigger deal, if yeah. you will. Yeah, you don't need to make it a bigger deal. Yeah, a ruckus about it. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, and this is very, where Hebrews thirteen seventeen is a very freeing verse yes. for us, right? Because yeah. he says, he says, uh, submit your leaders and obey them. They keep watch over your yeah. souls. Yeah. That family member who's going to a different church, they are under the care of those elders. And yeah. those elders will give an account for the soul of that person. And I'm not giving an account for those elders. <laughs> I'm not giving an account for those elders. I'm not giving an account soul. for my family. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give an account for those things as long as it's not my children or Obvious. my wife. Right, you know, in, right. in terms of my immediate family, right, I don't give an account. Right, right. So I don't actually have to carry the burden of that person's yeah. sin. I can point it out to them. But ultimately, that person is accountable to those elders. They will give an account and to, if the it's, Lord. Yeah. to the Lord. And if mm-hmm. it's not a biblical church and they're not genuinely caring and shepherding for that person... That was my next question. Nothing I can do about that. I can't change you should that. step in because they're not <laughs> biblical elders, John. And come in swinging. <laughs> no, we don't. We actually okay. don't because no, we... I'm kidding. Yeah. At the end of the day, we don't give an answer for those things. Yeah. We None can't of us step do. in and be like, I will now... Well, it's like someone could say this, right? That very thing. Yeah. Though. Oh, but they're not they're not shepherding yeah. him. They don't know about it. I should make yeah. it known. Yeah. It's a it's it's sin, John. Like yeah, yeah. a Christian should deal with. I mean, you can hear. I mean, oh, we yeah, have. Totally, it's yeah. not, this is not the first time. You yeah, know, yeah, all totally. of these arguments that sound biblical. Yeah. So just one more time. Yeah, yeah. What would you say to that? Again? I would say, yeah, not your authority. We don't have authority to step in those places. Yeah. And when we don't have biblical authority, we have no authority. Yeah. So we need to just back away and be willing to just be patient, pray for that person, ask right. the Lord to show them so that they'll genuinely okay. repent. So that the onus is not on you. Like yeah. even in Matthew 18, that's not your the onus is not on you. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, Christ has to change that person. 
person's heart totally and make them aware of their sin so yeah. that they will go to re- you know to, to I mean, they will repent right yeah absolutely yeah so it takes it out of our hands in one sense there's yeah. that one time thing but that's why it's yeah i think being at the same church versus not is yeah. such a huge difference such there. an important difference yeah, yeah. okay and the other, and then i would say that's like once you've one time said it okay yeah right and and then you just let it go yeah. You need to love that person. Okay. They need to know that you love them in a, with a tender heart, right? Don't let that sin that they may, probably are still committing, don't yeah. let that get in the way of your genuine love and affection for them. Okay. Ultimately, sin results in sorrow, right? Right. So if they're sinning in some way, eventually that will produce sorrow in their life. Okay. And if you have been a tender and a kind, Guess loving they'll turn to. family member, <laughs> instead of a abusive, mm-hmm. angry, confrontational person, they will turn to you and yeah. when the bus crashes. Yeah. And you, you just want to be there to help them when the bus crashes and bandage their wounds. And, and then, I mean, you don't want to say, I told you so. No, but no, at no, that no. point, that person will probably be they'll aware know. of that. Yeah. They'll know that they have reaped what they've sown. Exactly. Right? And their so. conscience will burn. And so you just want to wait of until course. that happens. And when it does, be the one to stand there and care for them and, and, and show by your affection and love that you do, truly do care for them and that you want the best for them. Okay. Very, very helpful. Yeah. Tricky situations. Super hard, yeah. Especially with, like, parents or something. Ugh. Very, yeah. very tough. But I think mm. we have precedent in the Word. Totally, yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, know, I think the Bible informs it's, us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a, it's a hard situation. I know family yeah. family dynamics are always incredibly very, complex. Very, hard. Yeah, but because you might be living together. I mean, oh, yeah. you're like seeing each other all the time. Yeah. So like you're constantly thinking about, oh my goodness, they're sinning, they're sinning, yeah, they're yeah. sinning. <laughs> totally. And you see it so frequently. Yeah. But we can't do that. So on our own, yeah. we have to we have to actually deal with that. Yeah. Because that could become a sin issue in our hearts. Totally, yeah. Know? So we have to be careful. Self-righteous judgment. And, and instead have a tender heart, care for them genuinely. Okay. And which yeah. can be very hard, especially, you know, one of the situations that you see sometimes is like one family member is sinning by judging the other family member. Right. And they're always under that sense of condemnation from yeah. that other family yeah. member because they're like, we shouldn't, you don't do this, right? You don't do that, right? You're not voting this way. You're not doing this, right? Yeah. Whatever. And there's this kind of constant aggression yeah. against the other family member. Instead of lashing out to that person, you actually just have to silently, patiently deal with that. Mm. Uh, after you've, maybe you can address it one time, just say yeah. with a spirit of gentleness, like, hey, you're not helping the family dynamic. Right. And, like, and honestly, I feel like you're sitting and how you're coming yeah, after me. with your self-righteousness. With your yeah. self-righteousness. Yeah. Maybe that, that, that doesn't end it and they just keep coming. Sure. And then what do you do? Well, you just are silent. Yeah. You, there's nothing else you can do. Yeah. You know, you just wait and... You know, you find out they're gossiping about you behind your back or slandering you or all sorts of things. That's okay. Like, well, just, the only other option is to fight back, which yeah, would be sinful. Which would be sinful. Yeah. yeah. So that's where you just have to let First Peter 2 and Christ's example, right? When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he was threatened, he didn't threaten back. He didn't utter threats against yeah. others. You know, he wasn't deceitful. He wasn't yeah. trying to hide. Yeah. He just was honest and lived a, lived a righteous life. And his example was so bright that people even standing nearby said, this has to be God. The centurion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, very That's challenging. Very, really good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are difficult very times. Very helpful, so. though. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, thanks so much. Hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.